I've never done anything even remotely spontaneous in my life until I quit my job. I spent 26 years at the law firm of Wilson Sonsini, working a very traditional job as a corporate lawyer, negotiating contracts between technology companies. Then one day, I was talking to the managing partner of the firm, and it was a scheduled call to talk about something that wasn't of much consequence. And he got on the phone and he said, how are you doing? And I said, great, because I don't think I want to work here anymore. And I quit. That was Melissa Hollett speaking. Melissa is a lawyer who, through circumstances you'll hear more about, decided to entirely change the direction of her life. Walked away from her career she had spent her entire professional life developing and try something entirely new. Your first time through college, you just want to get a job. And then you get the job. And then you want to succeed at the job. What happens when you've gotten the job, you've succeeded at the job, and you don't know what comes next? You don't know what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life. That's what happened to me. I climbed the corporate ladder the way I thought I was supposed to, and I got pretty close to the top, and I realized I'd never really thought about anything else. This podcast is the story of how I got to that place and what I, and 40 other people kind of like me, did. We discovered a program at Stanford called the DCI Program, Distinguished Careers Institute, and for me, that's made all the difference. I want to tell you more about what led me there, about the program, and what I hope to get out of it. I'm joined in this podcast by Christo and Ori, who will be your narrators and have been my partners in crime on this podcast. You heard Ori above, and Christo will appear later as well. I'm 51 and sitting in a university classroom for the first time in 25 years. I just quit my job and joined the DCI program at Stanford, and it's a little bit terrifying. It's a pretty intimidating crowd. According to the press release, Melissa's cohort, the 10th cohort, includes a police chief, a math evangelist, a mental health researcher, and the port director of the country's third largest seaport. I'm not that interesting. I don't know how I got here. And it's amazing to me that these people are also willing to hang up their lives for a year to go into this program. Stanford DCI aspires to create a new model for higher education, offering intergenerational learning community and opportunities for impact throughout the lifespan. But what does that actually mean? I think every single person I've talked to has described it differently, which in and of itself is cool. I think this program is different things to different people. The basic premise of the program is relatively straightforward although a little bit hard to describe. At its heart, you basically pay a pretty stiff fee and you become a non-matriculated graduate student for a year at Stanford, which means you have access to almost all of Stanford's classes, both graduate and undergraduate. And you have some programming that's just specific to the DCI program. And then from there, you kind of get the freedom to make the program what you want. But to me, this program is a place to go for people who are a little bit lost and looking for direction for people who are finishing up a traditional career and trying to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their lives. No pressure. What's really fascinating to me is that 40 other people are essentially in the same place I am. And I'm intensely curious about what leads these other people to the program and what we can all learn from them. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm Catherine Martineau. I'm Joe. Roman. Sonia. Hi, I'm Felice. Max. Before DCI, I was a physician. 
Hi, I was a lawyer. I was a Singapore-based management consultant. I was the executive director of a local nonprofit in the environment. Before DCI, I was a children's mental health services researcher. I was a police chief. I was a sailor scout. But what does it mean to Anna, another DCI student? We in Latin America, we use a lot of the two names. Everybody calls me Anna Mrs. I'm Colombian. I was born in Bogota. My background is, is law. And then I went to Columbia University for a master's of laws. And I got involved with the UN. My interest has always been on international affairs. And then life changed and I decided to go into development and poverty. And that is why I joined the bank. And I got very much involved at the local level in community-driven development initiatives and social responsibility. I resigned the day before I took the flight to Stanford. I think that this is a unique opportunity for me. It's a privilege being here, surrounded by so much intellectual wealth, I would say. And Stanford was the sexiest, the most provocative, the most seductive. So I decided to apply. And it was, again, a privilege and a wonderful uh, thing that happened to me. And I was accepted in the program. But it's like a year with no expectations in that sense of the word. I'm just going to take it like each day for its own sake. It's a day I enjoy it, I study, I'm disciplined, and then we'll wait till the following morning and see what life happens, what life brings to me. So this is Melissa again. Let's go back to my story and let me tell you a little bit about what brought me to the DCI program. The career path that got me here is super boring. I went to undergrad knowing I was going to go to law school. I went to law school knowing I was going to go to a law firm. And then I moved a mile down the road and went to a big law firm and spent over 25 years there. And I spent the entire time just trying to get as far and as fast as I could and not thinking about much else. And then I'd arrived and I hadn't thought about anything else. I realize it sounds kind of ridiculous, but I really didn't think about anything else the entire time. And I realized that this job that I had devoted so much time and energy to wasn't making me happy anymore. And then I realized it wasn't just that it wasn't making me happy, but it was actually making me a little bit mean. I'd always prided myself on being a nice person and a good mentor and a good person to collaborate with. And I found that I wasn't that anymore. And I didn't like who I was becoming. Melissa then talked with some friends about how she was feeling, and one of them told her about a program at Stanford. I applied not actually knowing if I would do the program or if I would get in. Then I got in, and I still didn't know what I was going to do. I hadn't made a final decision at that point because it was obviously a huge departure from my career. And then that fateful day, I finally quit. I really didn't mean to quit. As I said at the beginning of this, I've never done anything impulsive in my life. And I had, in fact, specifically scripted out bullet points because I didn't want to be misleading. And then he just asked me this really bland question about how I was doing. And suddenly it just jumped out of my mouth and I ripped up the script and I quit. In hindsight, although I didn't see the end of my career coming, I probably could have. There were signs along the way now that I stop and look at it. I'd been doing some committee work on culture in the firm. And if there's any way to get somebody tired of their job, it's to ask them to start working on culture, which is really frustrating. I stopped enjoying doing the deals that I used to get session adrenaline rush out of. I was still mentoring, but 
honestly, when new people came to the table that I didn't previously have a relationship with, I wasn't as excited about reaching out to lend them a hand. And I think step by step, the things that I had previously enjoyed about my job just started fading away until there wasn't all that much left. I don't regret anything that brought me where I am today. I'm happy I had the career that I had and I'm proud of what I accomplished. I just really wish I'd stopped along the way to think a little bit more about what else there might be in life. There are parts of Melissa's story that terrify me. Parts that seem inevitable. Despite being only 20, a junior in college with a plethora of opportunities and directions to take life, I already feel caught in a pipeline. Applying to the internships I'm expected to, to get the job we all want, as if I'm following a script predetermined by everyone else. Hearing these DCI fellows reminded me that I am in control, that I'm the only one that knows what fulfills me, and so it's up to me to act accordingly. Life is beautiful and vast and there to be explored, and at every step of the way, you have the power to choose what you want to do. Because if you don't live life for yourself, who are you living it for? That can mean quitting your job and pivoting careers, but it could also mean staying a little longer than you should in that sunny field with some music, or taking a Tuesday to go to the beach, or not going to that party everyone is going to, just because everyone is going to. Only you know what you need, and so look around and listen to yourself. When you're driving through a tunnel, you only look forward. It's hard to take a step back and view the world from a different lens. We want to challenge you to widen your lens. What would your life be if you were not working? How would you seek fulfillment? DCI is an example of a program that has inspired change in those who took a step back. People who were focused on stereotypical success. People who needed to reevaluate what they needed to feel fulfilled. But everyone has a different story. And we want to share a beautiful exercise from the program that anyone can do. LTRs are life transformation reflections. They're this terrifying, but I, I really do think amazing exercise that we all have to do in the program. You have to get up in front of the rest of the group and spend 20 minutes talking about a situation that was transformative in your life. I just did mine, and it was about the loss of my father. And to be honest, it brought up a lot of grief and a lot of other feelings that I hadn't really fully worked through. And it was vulnerable, and it was terrifying. And I think ultimately it was really pretty cathartic, and I'm glad I did it. And I think it's a really good example of the type of thing that I absolutely never would have done in any other situation. What I think was a really important moment to stop and think about my life and connect with this amazing group of people in a deeper way. I don't know, it's kind of like group therapy, but better. I think those of us who are in the DCI program are getting a really intense rehab program because we went overboard in our careers and didn't have any sort of balance. But I think the pieces that we're learning, the puzzle pieces that have been shown to make people happy and fulfilled throughout their lives, apply more broadly. And the three pillars of the DCI program, purpose, community, and wellness. And there are things that people can and I think should be doing earlier in their lives before they start a career, even in the middle of their career. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I thought about any of it when I was in college or during my career, but I wish I had. I think I might still have had the same career, but I think I would have found a little more happiness along the way. I came to DCA to take a break and explore things that I have never thought about before. 
take some classes, to meet new people, to make new friends. I came to DCI to find my next gig. I came to DCI to find alternative pathways and to pivot to a role that will build on what I was previously doing. I came to DCI to save democracy. I came to DCI because I had never finished college and wanted to experience college. I was too busy fighting crime. I came to DCI to find passion in my future. I came to DCI because I was lost and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But I think I found something that was a little different and a little more surprising. I think what I actually found was some optimism that I'd lost along the way. I want to say an enormous thanks to Orion Cristo. This may embarrass them, but I'll go ahead and say it. Getting to work with them has been a real joy, one of the many promises of the DCI program. Cristo is thoughtful and analytical, and Ori is a force to be reckoned with and also a beast with a computer. And it's been such a pleasure to get to collaborate on this with them. I started this podcast to try to figure out why on earth I decided to do this program. And now, thanks to them, I'm hoping there's something here for others to take away as well. 